Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason here. Very special episode today. I have my first guest ever on the podcast. And I've just been thinking a lot about different ideas. And in one of my past episodes, I talked about this idea of the power of decision. And somebody who's had a lot of influence on my life in a lot of different ways. I'm bringing on the show to talk about his moment of decision and how he came to decide to take his health seriously and start to take his mental health seriously and really make a change where there needed to be a change made. So I've known this guy the entire time that he's been alive. And so this is my nephew. His name's Chris Cerna. He's a wedding photographer, way better photographer than I ever uh, was in the past. He's making a living off of it. He supports his family strictly through his photography business. He's an entrepreneur. He's a husband. He's a father. He is. A, he's a friend to me, a best friend, and uh, and a mentor in a lot of ways. I run a lot of stuff stuff by him, and so bringing Chris Cern on the show to talk about his moment of decision to change. So you guys uh, enjoy the episode. What's up, Chris? Welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? It's great to be on. Oh my gosh. I, I hit you up and let you know, like, dude, I'm loving your show. I know. Yeah, so. that's that's a big deal to me, so I appreciate that. I, I miss uh, I miss podcasting with you. So I, I did a little bit of an intro before this, and so people kind of know our relationship and that we right. podcasted together and that kind of stuff. But really, the reason that I wanted to bring you on is, number one, you've been a huge part of my recent health journey in yes. being an inspiration. And so nice, I looked at you and I was like, I don't ever want to look like that guy. And so then I got to it. <laughs> same, no. same. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, Oh. So, um, I wanted to get some of your story about your, your health and fitness journey. In one of my earlier episodes, I talked about the power of decision yeah. And it, and it, here's how I describe that. Whenever you hear about people making some sort of change in their life, it, there's usually a, a story behind it. And there's usually like this moment where they decide like things need to change. Um, and I want to talk to you about your moment, but I also want you to talk to talk, talk about like your plan, like what you decided to do and then how you were going to implement that. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I need to change things need to be different. Uh, but I was having a conversation earlier and it's like a lot of people will say, Oh, I, I should, I should change. Yeah. Oh, I should start working out. Oh, I really need to this. But to me, you know, somebody's actually about it when they were when they say, Hey, you know what? Here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to do. Right. Here's my plan. I'm going to X, Y, Z. And that's just a, a more powerful thing, but power of decision there's the, there was this moment that you told me about where you said, okay, something's got to be different. And I want to hear that story. So as, as much detail or as little detail as you want to, want to give, go ahead and yeah, man, and tell yeah. us about it. Uh, so I was l trying to look up a photo to find a date, but I'm just, I think I know when it was, I was going through photos the other day, but so basically um, a little bit about my health journey. So I've always kind of 
wrestled with my weight and struggled with my weight, weight and never been really happy when I was. And it's funny now there's been moments that, you know, I look back and it started in high school and now I look back at photos of me in high school and I'm like, damn, I was skinny. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I had that nothing, I had nothing. And then, you know, I can remember when I moved here, I was, uh, so in high school, I was like 187. I would okay. kill. And how actually tall I would you? probably never want to be that little again. How tall? But, are you? Uh, uh, I'm six foot. Okay. Just so people kind of have an understanding. Yeah. So I, I was a little with no muscle mass at all. So it would totally be different now. But, um, so then I can remember another significant weight for me was 220. That's when I moved here. I just got out of a breakup and I was like, wow, I am really overweight. And I, I made some changes and, and lost a little, I think I lost like 10 pounds or something like that. that but was, you felt, that you felt like you had really let yourself go at 220. Oh yeah. And then I remember at 245, mm. uh, being like, wow, this is nuts. Uh, and 245 was actually a really big number for me. Um, because I was like, that was the heaviest I'd ever been. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was married had, had put on, I think I, when I got married, I was at 220. So I'd put on about 25 pounds, uh, four years, you know, after, after we got married and, and I remember stepping on the scale and seeing that number and going, there's no way I'm that big. Like something has to change. And I started, and I think this was in, this was either 2018 or 2019. My, my math gets real foggy, yeah. but I, I knew I need to make a change. And I don't necessarily remember how I heard about 75 hard, but mm-hmm. this would have been around the time when 75 hard was new to the scene. Like it was sure. not very big. The phases hadn't even been introduced yet. Yeah. Like they hadn't yeah. even so, talked about phases. So, so real quick, for those of you who don't know about 75 hard, there's a, um, a podcast called Real AF with Andy Frisella. He's mm-hmm. the CEO, founder of First Form, and he has a podcast. And on his podcast, he issued this, uh, or I don't want to call it a challenge, but a program, right? Or is it a challenge? Which right. one is it? A program. It's Mental a program. Toughness program. Mental toughness program. And it's called 75 Hard. So you can go go look that up, go Google it. There's a ton of hashtags on Instagram, but continue. Yeah. So I, I found this program and, and the premise behind the program was to build mental toughness. Uh, you had to do two exercises a day. One of them, uh, 45 minutes each. One of them had to be outdoors. They had to be separated by three hours. You had to drink a gallon of water today, a day, choose a diet, stick to it. Uh, you had to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. And there were a couple other aspects of right. it, no drinking, but it was all, it was all some, uh, some shape. I guess some boundaries that I needed in my life. And at that point, it's so funny because even in those earlier episodes, he says, this isn't a weight loss challenge. And I went into it with it being a weight loss challenge. And, uh, I, at that point I was 245. I did that. And I think keto as well. And I think I got down to 220. Yeah. Which was great, but you didn't finish, but I didn't finish. I only did 50 ish days. And then I went right back to what I was doing. So 245 was a significant number. This is either 2018 or 2019. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself in 2021 of this year of over 2021. Uh, this would have been very middle of June. And I was at 278 point something almost wow. 279 wow which so was you're, not far off from 300 yeah your top weight went from 220 to 245 to now 278 yeah and yeah. so you just kept gaining weight gaining weight yep i just kept gaining weight kept gaining weight and i had also started drinking i wasn't really a beer drinker got into craft beer and just you know that stuff's tasty but good god it's liquid bread you know it's <laughs> 
it's, it's intense. So, yeah. I mean, I, I packed on the pounds and, and I'll never forget, you know, now that's a little bit of my health journey. Yeah. Uh, always. And there, so there was a point, here's the point what happened. I'm a wedding photographer and I was editing photos from a recent wedding. My wife is my second shooter and she had taken a photo of me just in passing. Uh, I was doing something with the couple, but she was trying to get her settings right for the, the outdoor location that we're mm-hmm. in. So she was trying to get the brightness and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just saw that photo and I stopped for about five minutes and just looked at that photo. And again, for the umpteenth time in my life thought there's no way I'm that big. And, uh, and that I, I stopped and, and it was in that moment that I completely stopped editing. And I was like, I got to do something. Something's, got to change. I I can't do this anymore. And I immediately started thinking about going on diets and all this stuff. And, um, I thought, you know what, the other time in my life, there's been two times where I've seen really good weight loss success. One of them was with keto two times with keto, but the other time was paired with uh, 75 hard and me doing this, this program. And I thought, you know what, let me go listen to that podcast episode again. So I went and found it by this time he had recorded a new episode that kind of gave better understanding. He talked more about the mental toughness aspect of it, but it was in that, that I realized I don't have a food problem. I have a behavior problem. Mm. Like I have some, some thinking and some ways of thinking in my head that are not right. And I need to get these. Okay. Food is a byproduct and my eating and the weight gain is a byproduct of these behaviors and my relationship with food that I have. That's what I need to focus in on. Not Mm. this, let me be restrictive as possible. And let me, you know, try to lose as much weight as possible. So it was in that moment that I made the decision, uh, like I'm going to do 75 hard. Um, and I'm going to do this program that is essentially going to help me build mental toughness and and start this journey in my life. One other thing that happened that I don't, I don't even know if I've told you that about, maybe I did. Uh Oh, exclusive. Um, storytelling time with Chris Cerna. But there was a conversation that my wife and I had with me and my wife has been on a real big mental health journey, um, just really focusing in on herself uh, in a good way and really trying to be the best version of herself as she can, going to counseling, therapy, working through some of her own stuff. And so uh, there was a conversation that we had, I think, I don't think I had told her I was going to start 75 hard yet. I think it had been a day or two since I made the decision and I was going to start in two and a half weeks. And I chose to not start immediately because I wanted to take time and actually plan and get a good plan in place. And, and uh, so it wasn't an excuse like, Oh, I want, you know, there's a party this week and it's going to be hard and that kind of thing. Um, but a couple of days after I made this decision, my wife came to me and we had a very serious conversation. We're in it. She said, I feel like I've hit my ceiling with growth because of you. And mm. I can't grow anymore or get any better because you're that ceiling. Wow. Uh, and and wow. in leadership, you could look up this principle. It's called the law of the lid. It's, it's a yeah, real principle yeah, that yeah. people in the John organization Maxwell. can only, yep, they can only go as far as their leader can. And so I knew that principle. I'd heard of it. She had never heard of it, but she said this and I knew exactly what it was. And I knew she was right. Like I'm holding my wife back. I'm holding my kids back. I'm holding myself back from being the best versions of ourselves. And I got to change that. So that was kind of the, the, the moment where the decision that I made that decision. Yeah. That was, that was a big turning point for you. And I think it's important for people to hear those stories. And, you know, I had, I, in a previous episode, I told my story as well, but I knew like there just a little of my journey. I, I knew that, uh, 
you know, I've, I've always wanted to lose weight. I've always wanted to be active. I've always wanted to do these things. And I would go back and forth with good habits, bad habits, bad relationship with food, restrictive, bad relationship with food. So up and down all over the scale. And uh, I had my moment, but I knew when I was cu- like stuck in the rut or caught in this endless cycle of up and down, up and down, not doing anything that was um, sustainable or consistent over time. Right. I had said one time, I was like, I haven't had my moment. Like, I know that a part of people's stories are those moments. And like the hit rock bottom moment. Yeah. The hit rock bottom or just kind of like the, uh, the epiphany or the, the aha, the, the, aha yeah. the come to Jesus moment, whatever it is. But it's interesting to me because I, I like, I like to hear about stories of change because you, you, you've known me long enough to know that one of my favorite questions is how, how does a man change? Like, yeah. How does one change? Yep. What is the stimulus that, you know, helps somebody actually come to that conclusion? And sadly, a lot of times it's like, it's a doctor diagnosis that says you're diabetic and you're going to lose your foot or you're pre-diabetic or, or you, you have, have a heart, heart disease or, or you, know, you, you had a heart attack, you had a stroke, you might have a stroke. Um, you know, if you don't change something, you've only got, you know, you might only have another decade on this planet and you're 40 you know, it's usually like bad news or some sort of major shock to reality that that helps people to change. And so I just like to hear these stories because my hope is that anybody listening who has yet to come to that point of a, a decision would not wait until it's too late or not wait for uh, catastrophe to hit for them to begin to start thinking about, hey, something's got to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So tell me how important, or tell me the importance of 75 hard. Um, and I guess it being kind of a framework and a plan, because I hear a lot of people say, well, I should do this, but then they don't because they don't know what to do. Like 75 yeah. hard really gave you a framework to dive into. How important was that in, in the journey? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was of the utmost importance. It was, it was very pivotal. And for me, I'm a very, uh, if there's a shortcut, I'm going to find it. <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm going to find the shortcut. I'm, I'm going to take it. That's, that's kind of how I always, I've always been. And that led me to getting up to my weight of 278, you know? And, and, um, so I, the, the appeal to 75 hard was it's black and white nature. There was a little bit of gray in it in terms of that. You could pick your own diet right. uh, and stuff like that. And it could be whatever, whatever you wanted it to be. It just, yeah. you know, no processed foods and stuff like that. But it provided a solid framework, uh, and I had seen and read and heard um, from podcasts to Facebook posts to other articles about people's success uh, on this program. And again, I'll reiterate, you know, and even the creator reiterates, it's not a weight loss program; it's a mental toughness program. And in doing these hard things, uh, and then he well, even let me back up. He goes <laughs> on to state that mental toughness is lacking in so many people. Mm-hmm. And because of uh, people not having mental toughness, the the ability to endure hard things and to weather storms well and to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and to grow and to stay in those uncomfortable dis- uh, situations, if you can do all of those things, you're going to have mental toughness. Right. A lack of discipline, he links a lack of discipline 
to a lack of mental toughness because you aren't willing to stay uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I knew I needed that. I knew that, wow, yeah, I have all of these symptoms that he's describing. I need this structure in my life. And so I really leaned into 75 hard because it was the best framework I had heard of up, up to that point yeah. um, in my health journey. And, and so when I had my, my moment of decision and I decided, oh, I've got to do something different, I immediately remembered that you had been on that program and that there was an app. And so I downloaded the app and I paid the money, which I mean, was it like $5 for the yeah, app? Five bucks. Yeah. I paid the five bucks and that was my investment. I'm like, okay, I'm investing into this. And then I looked at the tasks and I honestly said to myself, I just don't know what else to do. And so yeah. 75 heart gave me the framework to be able to dive in and have a plan, but not everybody listening is going to sign off on the program. And I'm, I'm an advocate because I did it and it it's helped me in my journey. You're an advocate because um, it's helped you in your journey. But what do you have to say to someone who's like, Hey, I, I just, I'm not going to do 75 hard, but what are some of the principles that I might take away or, you know, like something you learn that's just applicable to anybody who doesn't go through the program? Well, before I gave them any other advice, I would repoint them back to 75 hard again. <laughs> and would I would say, tell no, them, do it. Yeah. you you do need this. Um, Blair and I have had quite quite a few, I, uh, maybe I'll call them arguments, disagreements. Sure. She would say 75 hard isn't for everyone. I would, and she would even say like, it's not even good for a majority of people. I would lean and say it, it's, you know, there are some people, it might not be the best thing for them. But yeah. uh, I would think that for the majority of people, if you have an issue with your weight, uh, 75 hard is probably for you um, because it's it's a mindset issue. It's not it, – it's all exists in the mind and in the brain, at least for I think for most people. You know, I don't want to speak in, in generalities, but I, I do think that that tends to be the issue for a lot of people. Some people are on medications that cause them to gain weight. My That was my wife, you know. She yeah. ate a pretty healthy – healthy diet. But when it came to these medications, she just packed on the pounds because that's just a side effect. Uh, Other people, you know, because of movements and things that they might not be able to do, they might not be able to do it. But if you can walk, if you can, I'm not even run, if you can walk and you have an issue with or struggle with your relationship with food, your self-confidence, feeling like you're not enough. um, If you don't love yourself, that's a big one. Yeah. I would say this challenge is for you. There it is. This there program is. Yeah. is for you. Um, so if, and then if someone still said, and then I would say, Hey, you should go check out this podcast episode. And yeah. I would send them to that episode and hopefully they would listen. If they still said it wasn't for them, I would advise them to seek uh, like coaching or like training from someone that can yeah. walk alongside them yeah. uh, with this journey. Because I think the reason most people quit is because they don't have the accountability or the push yeah. and the 75 hard, the accountability is built into the program. So you could kind of do it solo because it's so black and white. It's so you passed or you failed, you didn't, or you didn't do it that you don't need a coach to tell you that, you know, when you messed up. Right. Um, I think the people who are like, you know what? I just want to walk uh, three, four days a week. I want to make some small tweaks to my diet. Um, I think that they're going to struggle because their movement's going to be very, very slow. And we live in a world that wants to see immediate and rapid changes very fast. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about 75 hard is at the end of 75 days, if you um, stuck to it and did exactly what you were committed to doing, 
you will have seen some progress. You would, yeah. you most likely won't have arrived at your finish line goal of whatever you want to look like, or even the yeah, end that, of your mental toughness journey, but yeah. you will have seen progress. For sure. For sure. So I know you only have a little bit of time left, but real quick, um, tell us at, so you had that moment of decision. You decided to do 75 hard. You did that. You came out of those 75 days. You went into another phase of the program for another 30 days. Yep. So where are you at now and where do you hope to end up? What are your goals? Oh man. So I want to, I want to talk about, there was a two week period that happened between 75 hard and, and phase one, which is just another 30 days of, there's some different tasks added, but it, right. I mean, it's just another 30 days. Um, and I took a two week period break, uh, between the challenges. I was trying to time it perfectly with some, some start dates and stuff like that, but I took two weeks and, uh, and I think I actually started a couple days before I was going to, because I went right back to doing the things that I said I wasn't going to do. Yeah. Like right back to it. Like I celebrated with the huge meal and the celebration didn't stop. It was, you know, two weeks of terrible eating and I didn't exercise at all. I didn't work out at my ankle was a little hurt. So that was part of it, but I would have been fine after four days, you know, of, of rest. And so sure. I realized I was about, well, I was about to use some expletive language, but <laughs> I realized like, oh crap, I have a problem and 75 yeah. days did not cure that problem. Right. This is going to be a journey. This is going to mm. be a lifelong journey. And That's it really game. helped me reorient my thinking when it came to phase one and what I was going to start. So, um, now I am four months post the start of 75 hard, I think maybe, maybe five months. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be starting phase two in about a month. Okay. In about a month's time, I'm going to be starting phase two. And my mindset going into this has changed significantly. Um, one of the biggest things that I realized, there's two things. One of them is how long this process is going to take, my journey is going to be. And the other one is my relationship with food. Um, going back to that first one, I am realizing that this isn't going to be something, this transformation that takes place within me, isn't going to be something that's going to take, you know, it's not going to happen at the end of 75 days. Yeah. It's not going to happen at the end of six months. It's not going to happen at the end of a year. Like I am thinking now in terms of, instead of thinking of weeks and months, I'm thinking in terms of, of years and half years, like where am I going to be in 18 months? That's where my mindset is. And I know that if I consistency, consistently work my plan, I will make progress towards my goals. Yeah. Um, I may not reach them even in an, in another 18 months, but I will make progress. I'll love myself more because I'm actually sticking to something. Uh, I'll feel better physically. I'm not going to have the aches and pains that I used to deal with mentally. I'm going to be in a great headspace. And so that's a big one is I'm thinking in terms of years and half years instead of weeks and months. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself some grace to know that this is a process. Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy with where I'm at. Uh, I, I have put on, well, let me, I'll, I'll make this statement before I talk about my weight. Um, but now my relationship with food, that's a big one. Um, I've, I've tried lots of different things to lose weight. Um, I mostly have done forms of keto and low carb. Uh, I've truly have probably truly done keto sticking to the requirements of less than 20 carbs a day. Um, there was one period in my life where I did that. 
for three months. And then another period where I, where I did that for two months or so. Um, and I saw, I saw success, uh, but the weight would come right back because I didn't change my relationship with food at all. And that's not keto's fault. That that's my fault. Yeah. Um, and so what, what I realized is that if I'm going to have longevity to reaching my goals, I need to eat the foods that I like to eat, uh, excluding, you know, like, obviously I don't need to need to eat pizza every day. I don't need to eat bread every day. Uh, but I do like tacos and I, I am essentially, um, counting my macros, which is macronutrients, which are, um, calories, proteins, carbs, and fats. And I log my food. I have an awareness of what I'm eating. Um, I'm not like, you know, I have calorie goals that I'm trying to hit every hit every day. And, uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, I needed, I think I still needed like 300 calories or something like that. And it worked out that I could have a slice of wheat bread with peanut butter on it. And I love wheat bread with peanut butter and it did not feel restrictive at all. And I did it and I, I ate it and it was within my macros. And, um, it's just been a very healthy place for me to be with my relationship with food. It's caused me to shift my thinking of food as this food, good, that food, bad to this is fuel. All of these foods are fuel. Some of it is really high quality fuel. Some of it is really terrible fuel that does not give me the most bang for my buck. And, uh, and so I'm trying to eat and focus on more good fuel foods than bad fuel yeah. food fuels. No, that that's a huge, that's a huge shift in your mentality. And I've recently been talking, talking more about this concept of being strict versus being strategic. And I think that's yes. exactly what you're talking about doing is yes. being strategic with the food that you're eating. You're saying, I need to fuel my body. So I'm going to eat these things. And you said it didn't feel restrictive to have bread and peanut butter. For a lot of people, bread and peanut butter are off the table. Yeah. But for yeah. you, with your relationship with food and where you're at now, you can you can eat that and it's still being strategic and helping yeah. you reach your goals. Yeah. And I have to share, I have to share just a quick little win just because we're talking about this last night. Uh yesterday we had driven and taken a real short road trip to uh for a work thing. And it was my wife and me and my kids and we're in the back seat and we're coming home and they're hungry and we're in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. And all there is, is Casey's gas stations. And, uh, and so we stop and, and, you know, I'm thinking, Oh, I'm going to eat, you know, I got my macros and blah, blah, blah. And what am I going to do? Okay. I can get some beef sticks and I can get some grapes. And, and then everyone got pizza and it was cheaper to get a whole pizza than it was to buy four slices of pizza. So we bought a whole pizza and I had three slices of pizza. And, uh, and we got home and I, my brother had ordered some Chinese food and he was eating and it smelled amazing. And I'd said, I'm going to order some Chinese food. And Lara said, okay, she didn't push back at all. And I picked up my phone and I went to place an order and I stopped and I thought, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's what old Chris would do. Like old Chris would just go on this binge and this crazy downward spiral, but that's not who I am anymore. Like that's not my relationship with food anymore. Mm. So I stopped and I didn't order it. And I woke up today and I'm back on my macros and, and, and it's just been great because it's like, I no longer let a meal define my success with my diet. Whereas wow. one meal going off track used to just throw me into this, uh, gluttonous spiral. Now I'm just going, it's a meal. It was not the best fuel source. And you know what? I'm going to start with good fuel source now. So I've definitely held off 95% of the weight. We've made a couple little tweaks. My, I, I do have a coach who helps me with my diet and my macros. And so I talked to her about, Hey, 
I think my calories are a little too high. I want to drop these. I don't want them to be quite as high. And so we're making slow tweaks to that to give me the long-term success. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal too, is that just because you choose a plan, it doesn't mean it's not going to change over time. Yeah. You had some changes to your plans. I did. I I have, and I've talked a little bit about those on, on, on the show. So that's been fun to kind of think through and work through any final thoughts on the power of decision, any encouragements you want to leave with people? Yeah. uh, I would say strike while the iron's hot. uh, Meaning that when you have that moment of something has to change, whatever that is, maybe you see a picture of yourself, maybe you get a diagnosis, whatever that is um, conversation with your partner and you know, something needs to change. I would say you need to get in front of someone else that you can share these feelings with so that they can kind of help you. And if you don't know what decisions to make or, or what plan, you know, maybe 75 hard truly isn't for you. There is something that is for you and you just need to help. You might need a little bit of help to figure out what that plan is for you. Could be a good friend that you talk to, could be your doctor, could be a nutritionist. There's uh, all, all sorts of people that you can reach out to, but I would say strike while, while the iron's hot and reach out to a professional to help you get to where you want to be. Maybe it's not physical, maybe it's mental. Reach out to a therapist, you know, a counselor. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, man. I was just thinking to myself, this is the, the least hilarious we've ever been on any podcast. Uh, right. Cause, Cause usually <laughs> we're just making jokes and being silly. Goofing around. I, felt, I felt like we actually got down to the nitty gritty. We got down to the nitty gritty. There it is. <laughs> we had there to get it one. is a little nacho libre action. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Hey, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for jumping on and sharing your story. Uh, I had heard a lot of that before, but it's just so encouraging to hear it again. And again, I appreciate um, your influence to to me as well, man. I'm in such a different place now and currently in phase one of the 75 hard program. And one of my daily tasks is to record the podcast episode. And so um, thanks for being a part of that. And I'm sure yeah, I'll, I'll definitely want to have you back on. I freaking love talking to you. I like yep. having a guest more than like just me talking to uh, to the microphone. So I'll probably well, yeah, be hitting you up. It's you're welcome. I'll, I'm, I'm down to join anytime. Sweet deal, man. No, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.